what I wanted to share tonight is uh, more of a reminder. I felt, uh, and hopefully an encouragement, I felt what the Lord put on my heart was, uh, if I had to have a title for it, it would be called The Process. Um, what is the process? Well, the process is the time between when God gives us a promise and the time of its fulfillment. It's the time when you begin to believe the Lord for a miracle or for Him to move in your life, whether it's the salvation of a loved one, whether it's a healing, whether it's uh, your marriage, whatever it may be, it's the time that begins in the time it arrives, for lack of better words. Uh, it could have to do with the call of God on your life. You know God's got things in store for you to do, but you don't know how you're going to get from where you are to where that is, or for that loved one you're praying for that uh, just they just they're out there. But it's uh it's the the thing that you're believing God for that you know only God can accomplish, and that if He doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. Uh, scripture is full of examples of this time period in people's lives, and I'm not going to go over all of them, but uh, but what I'm what I want to focus on, or what I felt like the Lord put on my heart was how do we handle this period of time? And uh, if if we look at the the life of David, for example, he was anointed as king, but he didn't immediately ascend to the throne. He spent years on the run from Saul. If uh, we look at the children of Israel, God told them, you're going into the promised land. But it was quite a period of time before they actually arrived. Uh, you know, even in the New Testament, Jesus told his disciples, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. But what happened? In the middle of that trip across the lake, a storm arose, uh, and grown men who were seasoned fishermen, seasoned uh, people out on the sea, they they were trembling in fear and woke Jesus up and said, do you not care we're perishing? And it's that period of time between when the command is given and we receive it uh, that um, that we're going to talk about. And, and, and the process is important. I believe it's of utmost importance to God. It is, uh, for example, you know, we're, we're building a church, or if you're building a house, when you're building something, you want to make sure that you're using quality materials. You want to make sure you've got quality workmanship, that you're not just slapping something up with inferior products. You want something that's going to be beautiful. You want something that's going to last. You want something that's going to withstand when the storms of life come, because they will. And that's what God's working in us. Uh, he's says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that God's prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. And that's what he's working in us. He's working that good work. And so some of the, uh, you know, he's, he's our master builder. So uh, we don't want to short circuit that process, but embrace what God is wanting to do in our life. Uh, and if we're careful, this is sometimes we fall into this trap. I know I have before. If, if, we're, if we're not careful, we can look at those problems and those hindrances and those difficulties as uh, a hindrance to what God wants to do, but it very well may be the tool in His hand that He's using to conform us into that mature man or woman of God to shape us and mold us, because it's the fire that burns out the dross. It's the, uh, you know, and gets rid of the garbage in our life. It's those difficult times that we find out what we're really made of. And so we're not to uh, uh, fight against those, uh, but we're to embrace what God wants to do and try to recognize that. So script, Scripture tells us, how do we handle this? We're going to go to the book of James. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. It's James 1, verses 2 through 4. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. 
So James is telling us Christians, he calls us brethren, so we know he's talking to us, to count, I'm going to kind of break this down because this is how I have to do it, to count, to consider, to have the mindset of cheerfulness, exceeding joy when we fall or we're surrounded by, uh, matter of fact, my interpretation is there's no way out. You look to the left, the right, you're surrounded by, you can't get out on your own. Um, no way of escape. Uh, uh, when you fall into various trials, which is an adversity, it's a putting to the test or to the proof, what do we really believe? Because we know and we're persuaded and we have resolved that the trustworthiness of our faith. And I want to say this, our faith is not in our faith. Our faith is in the truthfulness of God. Anyway, uh, that our faith is the our belief in what God said He said was going to do. Do we trust Him despite what we see? Uh, it produces patience in us, which is a cheerful or a hopeful endurance. It's not just standing in line at Walmart while the lady in front of you takes too long, or at the DMV while it takes too long. It's it's an expectancy, uh, and that patient works in us, so that we will be perfect, mature incomplete, lacking in nothing. That perfect doesn't mean without sin. It just means a maturity. So we need to trust that God is in control, not only in the good times, but also in the difficult times. And so one of the, the main characters I wanted to look at, you know, when all this uh, virus stuff started, this, this was what the Lord put on my heart about how he's given his body promises. And this virus and this, this thing has come to try to knock us off what we believe he wants to do, and that it would uh, cause it to be dismantled. But that's not the case. God can use anything and will use anything if we'll allow Him, if we'll trust Him. And so He gave me this early on in this in this uh, time. But uh, he, he reminded me of the story of Joseph. Well, God gave Joseph a dream, and uh, if you're, from, I'm going to kind of just summarize it here. Uh, and but it did not come to fruition immediately. Matter of fact, Joseph uh, he was sold as a slave by his own brothers. Once he was a slave, he was lied about by Potiphar's wife, thrown into prison again. Uh, and from the age of 17 to the age of 30, he sat there. He was in prison. He was, he was it, during this period of time, either a servant in Potiphar's house or prison, but there was just this time where he, he was in difficult and uh, dire straits. And, uh, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but it was another seven years before even the fulfillment of what his dream came was. So it was a 20-year period of time before the dream came to pass. Um, but like I said, uh, when God gives us a dream, most of the time or many times we'll see in our lives, like Joseph did, things went exactly opposite of what the promise would look like. We think we, we've got this chart, this path charted out in this way that we think it's going to go and... Most of the time, it doesn't work that way. Matter of fact, things will go contrary to that. And so, um, uh, you know, because we know in part and we see in part, and uh, we actually only get a glimpse of what it is that is to come. So, uh, but when God gives us a promise, He sees the pathway from where we are to where that is and how He's going to get us there. And so we've got to trust Him in that. And He knows what it exactly will take us, the fire, the testing. And so, you know, and just a couple of quick thoughts, you know, reflecting on the life of Joseph. Uh, it, it, again, hopefully you're familiar with the story. But uh, when you're going through a trial, it is very important that you keep your heart right, that you don't allow bitterness, 
that you don't allow anger, that you don't allow resentment to take root, but that you guard your heart, uh, that you that you do, or, or unforgiveness even. That's very important that, you know, Joseph had plenty of reason to to be upset. And uh, I'm sure he had to deal with stuff. The Bible's kind of quiet on some of that. Um, but the other thing is do what's right. It's the character that God is developing in us during this period of time that really doesn't get developed when things are good and easy and rosy. Uh, it's uh, the, the other thing is when we're in this period of time, use your talents, use your gifts. Don't wait for a perfect time to do it. You know, life's never perfect. And if we'll use them and if we'll be faithful when it's difficult or when it's a challenge or, or whatever, God honors that and God will bless that because that was the very thing in Joseph's life that he used to free him from the prison to promote him because the scripture says a man's gift makes room for him. And so when we exercise those gifts, even when we don't feel like it, even when we feel less than spiritual, when we, but when we operate in that and allow God to flow through us and use us, it, is, it makes room for God to uh, do mighty things in our life. So we want to make opportunity for that. Uh, like I said, I'm going to read this because when we're reading about the story of Joseph out of Genesis, it, it doesn't give much detail. But but to kind of give a little bit of what he suffered, if you look at Psalms 105, 16 through 19, and it says, And he, referring to God, called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They afflicted his feet with fetters. He himself was laid in irons until the time that his word came up to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. And it kind of just paints a picture right there of what he went through. I mean, in, in a couple of short verses there of, of what he suffered and the, the difficulty, but that the purpose in it was the word of the Lord tested him. And he came forth, obviously. So we say, who called for the famine? It was the Lord. Who cut off the bread supply? It was the Lord. Who sent a man before them? It was, it was God. And so we see that Joseph was afflicted, and he really hadn't done anything wrong until the time of the Lord, time his word came to pass. Uh, and there was a much greater purpose that this story doesn't even address. But if we look back for what Joseph was going through, and what, and Joseph probably couldn't see it at the time and didn't know, but God was actually fulfilling, or part of what God was doing was filling his fulfilling his word to Abraham, Joseph's great, great grandfather, he was about to begin to move a nation. And so he sent Joseph ahead to prepare the way. You know, sometimes we don't see the reason for the trials we're going through. A lot of times in hindsight, we can look back and see, oh, I see it now. But at the time, it can be quite difficult. I don't understand, you know, this hurts. I don't like this. It's uncomfortable. Um, God has a purpose and we have to trust him. Uh, so if you're waiting for the fulfillment on a promise or promises, if it seems really dark right now and you can't discern what's going on, let me encourage you, submit to God. S embrace what He's doing, submit to His testing, and allow Him to work in you and just say, Lord, work in me what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I, I typically say, Lord, do it as quickly as possible, you know, because that's that patience working in me. So, uh, but he's working. And now, you know, we, we need to differentiate between, you know, the Lord's working in an attack of the enemy. The, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So we want to make sure that we do that. Uh, but, but he's working a good work in us. And we have to allow that. But a lot of times it's really uncomfortable and it requires stretching and, and uh, uh, 
things being constricted and tight, just like Joseph was in prison, I'm sure it was less than enjoyable. And for a long period of time when you just don't see any way out, but God had a plan. Um, little story I, I read, and, and this kind of paints the picture of us uh, not thwarting the promises of God and, and the purpose of the struggles. And you, you may have heard something like this before, but one day a little boy was outside playing and he found a caterpillar. Uh, he asked his mom, could he keep it? And she said, yes, you can, as long as you take care of it. So the boy prepared a, a jar or aquarium for it and put in fresh leaves to feed it daily, to, uh, gave it a stick, sticks to climb on and just made it a, you know, a, a neat little place for the caterpillar. And he was fascinated by watching the bug. Uh, one day he watched as the uh, caterpillar crawled up a stick and began to form a cocoon. And his mom said, what he's doing is he's, he's about to go through metamorphosis. He's about to go through a change. And when he comes out, he's going to be different than what he went in. You saw a caterpillar, but you're going to see a butterfly. So just, just watch it. And so the boy watched it and day after day, and the cocoon was hanging there on the, on the branch. He watched it day after day, and nothing was happening. Not, not much seemed to change. It just, you know, he got kind of concerned. And then one day he saw a tiny little hole at the end of it, and he got so excited. And so he began to watch as that butterfly um, begin to struggle to press through that hole and to, to, to fight its way out. And he watched it. And this went on for a while and he watched it. And then after a while, his, his excitement came to concern. He goes, what if it can't get out? What if something's wrong? What if, you know, all these uh, different things, it wasn't making progress and it seemed like it was in great distress. And so what the little boy did was when he got a little pair of scissors and snipped the cocoon. Well, the, the butterfly immediately came out and, uh, but the boy was shocked because the butterfly had this huge body and these small shriveled wings. Uh, and, and the boy thought, well, the wings will dry out and it'll, they'll grow and they'll, it'll begin to be able to fly. But it never happened. The butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around, unable to fly. And the boy later learned that it is, uh, the butterfly was supposed to struggle. That the struggle, in fact, is what pushed the fluid from the, the butterfly's body into its wings so that it could mature and it could grow. It was the challenge of getting out and, and pressing through that caused the growth and the maturation in that butterfly. And so if you're struggling and life is hard, because we all go through seasons, sometimes it's up and down. Uh, we know that. Keep hanging on. Keep pressing in. Keep seeking the Lord. Uh, the trials very well may have been designed by Him to prepare you for the fulfillment of his promise. He's got good things in store. Uh, a couple of verses, one of these has been one I've held on to for years and years. It's just been an anchor to me. And it's Psalms 27, 13. It says, I would have despaired unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have despaired, but I believe. And because I believe, I know I've got hope. There's something I'm looking forward to that's ahead of me. Uh, and if, you know, we all go through these seasons at times, if you, if you feel like you're praying and you're not getting anywhere and, you know, there's times I'm praying, I feel like I might as well be talking to the ceiling because it just seems like the heavens are brass and you don't know what's going on and you can't discern direction or get clarity. Uh, there's another one that, again, at the beginning of this, uh, virus stuff God gave me and it's Job 23, eight through 10. And it says, look, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he, when he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. 
but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. So just because I can't see doesn't mean I'm not being seen. You know, if it, when, when the scripture says he knows when I sit down and when I rise up, he knows my thoughts from afar. Behold, there's not a word on my tongue that he does not know. So he can be trusted. And, you know, in Psalms 139, it talks about, you know, when, when we feel like we're in that darkness, it says darkness and light are like to thee. There's no difference between God. He sees us and he knows and he won't leave you in that trial longer than you can bear. He, he'll, he knows just when the time is right. And so we don't want to squirm against that. We don't want to fight against that. You know, one of the things as I tie this up with, with Joseph, uh, it says in the scripture that, you know, it's such a comfort is God was with Joseph. God's with you. God's with me through whatever trial, through whatever battle, through whatever thing we're facing, God is with us. Uh, and, and at the end, like I said, sometimes we look back and see, but, but with Joseph, we, we see that he says uh, to his brothers after he reveals himself, after he's ascended to the throne, after he's brought his family to Egypt to prepare, post, uh, to keep a posterity for, for them, he said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. I find such comfort in that. I find such comfort that, that God, whether I see it or not, is making a way and that he's, and he, he's got a plan. And I can trust him with that. You know, Psalms 23, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say, though I build a house in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm walking through. This thing will pass through. We will make it through to the other side. Because he who began a good work in you will complete it into the day of Christ Jesus. Thank you. God bless you. And maybe you're tired. Maybe you worn out. And maybe you're done And I say keep hanging on, fighting on Maybe you're thirsty And maybe you're broken Wanna throw in the towel Cause he says keep hanging on, fighting on Take me to the river and refresh me living water And give me the faith and Just to keep hanging on, fighting on Maybe you're hurting And maybe you're a bit confused And maybe you're weary And I say keep hanging on, fighting on Maybe abandoned Maybe a little use Can't seem to keep pressing on And he says I'm always there for you So take me to the river Refresh me living water And give me the faith And just to keep hanging on Just to keep hanging on, fighting on as I need your hand And I need your strength to stand Cause I need the faith And just
Just to keep hanging on Fighting on Cause I need your hand And I need your strength to stay Cause I need the faith And just to keep hanging on Fighting on Take me to the river Refresh me living water Just to keep hanging on, fighting on Take me to the river Refresh me living water And give me the faith And just to keep hanging on, fighting on Amen. Well, we just pray blessings over you tonight And we just pray that you'd have a blessed day.